Hello, you are listening to the Faith for Life Austin podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening and I pray that this message will empower you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with him. If you're strong in your connection in Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow him. So enjoy today's podcast. So now think about this. God had us do eight weeks on faith, right? And faith is what? It's faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is also the bridge that brings the supernatural to the natural, right? Then God says, I want you to do a series on I am good and I'm for you. Think about this. He said, I want to build your faith. I want to make sure that you're in faith because I'm good. And I want you to have faith in my goodness. No, no, no. Faith in my goodness, which means absolute good. No, 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 I don't think you, I don't think you can, I don't think you hear me. I'm talking about absolute good. That means that there is no bad in God. There is no evil in God. There's only good in God. God who is your father, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he is absolute good and he is for you. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's wrap our mind around it. See, when we look in the world, we see stuff, oh yeah, that's good. Okay, that's good. Okay, let's, let's think about this. You may buy, um, you may buy a, a piece of furniture or something, right? Let's, look at, let's say you buy a mattress, right? Let's say you buy a mattress. Okay, the mattress might be good for 10 or 20 years, but after that, it's no good, right? But see, with God, there is no expiration date. <laughs> there isn't a time where he stops becoming good, but he is absolute good. His words are good. His character is good. Hmm. And his children are to be what? All right now. <laughs> All right, so, you know, last week we started talking about uh, Psalms, uh, you know, 34. You remember that? You all remember last week? Yeah. You remember what we, what we did doing as we, were reading the, as we were reading the word? What we did is we actually, we found things in the word that we could do right now, so we did it. You, you all remember that? Because remember, every time you do the word of God, you get the results of the word of God. You remember that? And remember it says, it says, bless the Lord with me. It's also, 
okay, okay, I didn't give you all the whole, I know what it was, I didn't give you the whole scripture. That's what it is. I know that's why you didn't respond to it. So let me, let me get the whole scripture, because I know y'all word folks, right? Y'all word folks, right? Y'all word people, right? All right, so it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah! Woo! Glory to God! It says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. See, see, see the, the thing about the word of God, it, it never gets stale. It, 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 it never expires. It never gets bad, but it, it is always good. All right? So this is what we're saying. So we're talking about God is good and God is for us. And it tells us right here in verse 3, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now, does that sound like someone who's good? Come on, I mean, think about it. Does that sound like someone who's good? Has anyone ever been afraid of something? Has, have you ever been afraid of something? Well, God is saying that I will deliver you from all your fears. I'm talking about that, that thing that you may not tell no one. I'm not just talking about like snakes or spiders or, you know, things like that. But I'm talking about, you know, public speaking and things of that nature. You know, I'm, I'm talking about that. Did you, do you know that I used to stutter when I was a child? Think about that. I used to stutter. Stutter. And God, who is good, has me here. Come on, you... you Come on, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to share something with you. God is good. <laughs> he is good. And he has a sense of humor. I'm telling you, God is good. Come on. Have, are you doing something now that maybe you thought you would never do? That God is, have you somewhere now? He's like, wow, I never saw myself going there. I never saw myself doing that. I never saw myself moving here. I never saw myself going to school. I never saw myself doing this. But God, who is good, he saw you. He saw you. And he helps to stretch you, to expand you, because he is good. But this is the thing about it. This is not the end. This is not the stopping point. God is good. And as much revelation you have about the goodness of God, I dare tell you that is not all. So what do I mean by that? It's much better. He is much better than you think he is right now. Amen? Okay, amen. So we're talking about this. So we're continuing down. And it says, this is, remember we talked about in verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. And remember what we talked about that, that, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good? It's, it's just like going out to, to dinner with someone you love and, and you're having a meal with them and they bring the meal and, and you eat it and you're like, oh, this is good. Oh, th this is real good. So you ask that person that you're with, hey, try this. Why? Because it is so good. Well, how many of you know that God is better than a steak? He's better than a piece of cake 
<laughs> he's better than ice cream. Amen? God is so good. So that's what we should be doing as children of God, as, 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 as children of good. Amen? We should be telling others about God because he is so good. Now, has God ever healed anyone? No. I'm sorry, no. Has a good God ever healed you? See, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So if you have been healed, and, and I'm just, it can be a cold, a headache, it can be whatever it is. But if God has healed you, come on, there should be some response. So has God healed you? Why? Because see, you don't know if the person next to you is dealing with something right now. But see, it, by you exalting God and saying how good God is, it, it can actually begin to stir them up as well. God is good. Well, on, uh, on, on Friday, I, uh, I came in and uh, it was a little hot, so I, I turned the AC down real low, right? And didn't think anything about it, went to bed, woke up in the middle of the night shivering. Anyone ever did that? You're like, oh my goodness, shivering. Like, I was shivering so much I woke myself out of sleep. So I, so I go and I adjust the thermostat and now guess what? I got, I got symptoms, right? I got stuff going on. I got stuff trying to attack my body now. But I was like, no. God is good and God is for me. So what I did is I went to God's good word and I looked at the good promise that the good God <laughs> promised me and I said, I receive this. I receive this. And I just spent time just praying in the spirit. I just, I receive this and begin to confess it. And now I'm standing for, before you with no issues at all. This was just, I'm telling you, this is within 24 hours. So what I'm saying is God is good. And God is, God is no respecter of person. Come on, that, that, that shows you how good he is. He's not going to say, well, you know what? I don't like you, so I'm not going to give it to you. But I'll give it to you. You, nah, I don't care how you acted yesterday. I'm going to give it to you, though. Oh, you, yeah, I can get, no, I don't like that. So God is not doing that. He's not choosing who he shows his goodness to. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he makes it to rain on the just and the unjust. Well, what is rain, what is rain really saying? Rain is the way that you increase. Like, because when you sow a seed, what happens? One of the things that you need is you need rain. Because you're going to have the sun, right? But if you don't have rain, it's, it's not going to happen. You have a famine at that point. You, you, you have no, you, you have nothing happening. But when you have the rain, you have increase. So God is saying that I have it. I have it to cause it to rain on the just and the unjust. That's a good God. I mean, think about it. Before you knew God, before you accepted him, he was still good to you. He was still good to us. Think about it. Come on. How many of you have ever been in a situation like, Lord, I don't know how I got out of that. And he's done that even when, even when we weren't his children. And it says that when we weren't his children that we were actually fighting against him. So think about this. We're fighting against what he's trying to, what he is establishing and he still calls us to increase. <laughs> Come on, that's good. That, that, that's good right there. Amen? 
Oh, he's a good God. Amen. So that's why it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I like this verse 10. It says, uh, it says here, right here, the young lion do lack and suffer hunger. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Now that thing, that word thing is actually in italicized, so that means that it's actually not part of that scripture. So we can say it like this, the young lion do lack and suffer hunger. And they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good. Whew, hold on, hold on. Shall not lack any good. Shall not lack any good. Is it is is health part of goodness? Is 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 wealth part of goodness? Is peace of mind part of goodness? Is a family part of goodness? I mean, if you can think about it, it's, he's saying you won't lack any of it. In other words, you will have no lack in your life. God does not want you to lack. He does not want you to be wanting. Remember, the word of God says that, that he supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So in other words, God has already passed our needs. <laughs> God has already passed our needs. Needing a job, needing a home, needing a car. God has already passed our needs and he's already on where he said, where he grasps the desires of our heart. He's a good God. Praise God. All right. Okay. Okay. So, so now as we drop down, we're going we're gonna to see this here. It says in verse 14, it says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Well, why is God saying depart from evil? One is because he's absolute good. Let's look at verse 16. This will give us a little bit more clarity of why he's telling us to depart from evil. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut them off, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Think, hold on. <laughs> okay. How many know that there's been civilizations who've been here on this planet who were against God and who are here no more. You remember that there's even times in the Bible it talks about that God will tell them to go ahead and go into this, this city and take these people and it says, but don't bring anything back because if you bring something back, you're gonna, you're gonna mess up, you're gonna bring a curse to the, to the, to the uh, camp of Israel. And some, someone decided, well, he's not gonna see this. Come on, the eyes of the Lord, he's omnipresent, he sees everything. So what happens, they decide that they bring it back and they put it in the camp. And there was a curse in the camp. And what wound up happening was that the ground opened up and swallowed them whole. See, it says the face of the Lord is against evil. So in other words, how many know that there has to be a judgment at some time? And how many know that there's a good thing to have judgment? Okay. When I was, when we were children, right, and we did wrong, we didn't like that judgment, right? 
especially on the backside, right? We didn't like that judgment. But how many of you would truly say that those judgments on our rear side shaped us into where we are now? You would say, so no one, no one kind of likes a judgment unless you're the person being oppressed. Now think about the children of Israel. When they're in Egypt, for 400 years, a good God will have judgment against those who do wrong. Remember Pharaoh being the strongest, the strong, this is the strongest military army in all, the, in all of the, the world. And what happened to them? They got drowned in the Red Sea. Don't that, don't that sound like they have got cut off from remembrance from the earth? Don't that sound like it? See, God is good and God is for you. And God is long-suffering. And sometimes we've been on the other side. We've been on the side of those who've been doing evil and God has been merciful. Right? So that's why we as believers need to be long-suffering when it comes to us and we're being persecuted or afflicted, right? Giving God opportunity to change that person. Right? Because we were once over there. Because see, the reason why we can stand firm is because we know this. We know ultimately our good God will be the God who will make it right. Amen? Okay, amen. I am just getting into this. Okay, so now, this is what I love. Listen here to verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. So again, God is telling us again throughout this chapter that he is a deliverer. Now, if God says something once, you know, that's good enough. But him to say it again and again and again and again, that he's a deliverer, he's saying it doesn't matter what you're facing, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with, he's saying that I am a deliverer. And remember, I am for you. Well, why am I, why am I taking the time to just read these scriptures again? We, we read them, just read them again. Because now we are, remember, we are now to activate our faith based on the promises. Amen? So this is the reason why he wants us again to, to see this. Now, look at this one here, verse 21. Evil shall slay the wicked. And they that hate righteousness shall be desolate. It says evil shall slay the wicked. You know, when, when things happen, people always say, oh, God took this person. Oh, God did that. God is good. God is not taking someone. He needed another flower for his garden. That, that is nowhere in scripture. I mean, come on, if God needed another flower in his garden, he would make one. Right? Right? Do you believe God is all powerful? Do you believe that if God wants to make a flower, he can make a flower? Come on, he made the earth and all there is. Come on, he can make a flower. He is good. See, but it says, it says, it says evil slays the wicked. So in other words, when, when a person is, in, is acting wickedness, they're over in Satan's territory. They're over his territory. And the Bible says that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's the way that he operates and moves. So that's why another reason why God is saying, depart from evil, do good. 
But what it also said in John 10, 10, when it talks about the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy, it says that I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So God is a God of life, which also means that life is good. Why? Because it came from God. Okay, all right, all right. Come on, I'm, I'm winding this up. We're winding this up. We'll get this here. Look at verse 21. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. So what God is saying is that there is a kind to do wicked or does wicked and those who follow after God. He said, you're not going to be desolate, but you're going to be like a city on a hill. Now, when you think about a city on a hill, what that is? It's, it's up for everyone to see. It's, it's up in such a way that everybody sees it. Have you all ever seen that, uh, you know, in some, you may have went there or you may have seen a magazine or something, the big statue of Jesus? You know, it's in Brazil, I believe it is. And, you know, it's Jesus like this. Well, what happens? Because it's up on top of the mountains, everybody looks at it. And people come from all around the world to look at this statue, right? Well, what God is saying that I'm going to lift you up so that everyone begins to look to you and, and see how I'm treating you. See, everything that God does is good. That's why when it talks about, that's why when it talks about uh, bring all the tithes into the, into the storehouse that that may be meat in my house. Why is he saying that? Because what he's saying is this. He says that, Will a man rob God, yet you've robbed me, even this whole nation? How do you rob the whole nation by not giving your tithes and offering to God? How do you rob it? Because you stop God from showing all his goodness to you. God wants to use you as a billboard. He wants to use you like a city on a hill. He wants to elevate you so that everyone else can see how good he is. So what God is saying to us, will you let me be good to you? That's why, again, that we had the subject of faith first to then, to then now come and talk about how God being good and that God is for us. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. All right. So how do we know that God is good? Let's take a look here at what we're going to simply do is let's take a look at Matthew chapter 19. Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 19. How many of you know that Jesus told the truth, right? Okay, so we're going we're gonna to look at this. We had looked at this once before, but we'll look at it again. Matthew chapter 19. And how many, how many of you remember when we talked about the rich young ruler in our, last, in our last series? And it says here in verse 16, And behold, one came, and said unto him, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, this is Jesus speaking, why call me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. So we see Jesus saying that there is one good and that's the father. So Jesus says that the one who is absolute good is God. But notice he said, and keep his commandments. That means that God's commandments are good. 
Because if, if God is good, then that means that his commandments are good. All right, so, all right, all right. Let's take a look at First uh, Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy chapter 4. Talking about God being good. Just solidifying this fact here. Now, I, I know that it's talking about something else, but you'll, you'll get this. Chapter 4 and verse 4. And it says, For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if they be received with thanksgiving. So what I want you to get from that is this. Everything that God created was good. Everything that God created was good. So now, if we were to go to Genesis, and we were to read it, and it says, and, and God said, let there be light, what it would say? And God saw it, that it was good. Right? Let's just, let's just flip over there. We're, we're just going to look at it. We're trying to solidify, we are solidifying this fact. Let's just go over there real quick. We're just going to read these couple scriptures here. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 1. And let's read verse 4. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and he called the night. Drop down. We're here. We're here. Yeah. And God saw the light, that it was good, in verse 4. So God created light, and it was good. So then it talks about, and God created the firmament. And he said that it was good. And then he said that he created the water and the earth and the lands, right? And he said that it was good. He said that he, he filled the, the, the waters with, with abundant animals and he, 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 uh, he caused there to be fruit trees and, and herbs and, and grass and, and all those things and he called it good. Then he said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So everything that God created, he created it good. So then... As man being created, what winds up happening is man is good. And let's read verse 31 of Genesis chapter 1. The last verse. And let's read it together. Ready? Read. And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning was the sixth day. So everything was very good. It wasn't just good. God said very good. Very good. So what happened so, so that, because you look now and it's just like, it doesn't seem like everything is very good. Because you notice this, that if there was a tornado or a storm or sickness or, or, or disease to come forth, you notice that God didn't say that he created it, right? You notice, you notice that, right? So when did all these things happen? How did, how did this all come about? How did things change? Right? So when, when did it stop being good and very good? Now, even though it stopped being good and very good, it has not changed God. Amen? Let's look at Genesis chapter 3. 
And we're going to read the first five verses. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, you, uh, Yea, have God said, Y'all should not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of every free fruit of the tree of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat, eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you shall die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Thou shalt not surely die. Verse 5. For God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. See, before that, man never knew evil. But as a result, what winds up happening is now the enemy becomes the God of this world, which we all know, right? Well, what happens? It tells us that, that Satan, when he, when he was Lucifer, he was, created in abso he was created absolute good. He was created absolute good. So when God created him, he was good. Because remember, everything that God created was good. All God's creations were good. But it says this in Ezekiel 28. It says that, that iniquity was found in Satan's heart. Which means that God didn't put it there. And then it says that he was filled with violence. See, the one... So look at, let's look at it this way. When God created everything, it had God's heart. Everything was good. When, when Adam submitted to the enemy, now everything that was in the enemy's heart came about. It says that there was violence. Is there violence down the earth? It says there's sin. Is there sin down the earth? But see, a good God did not leave us that way. Amen? He did not leave us that way. And then that's, that's why, again, God wants to use us as billboards right now to show his goodness. See, that's why it takes faith. That's why it takes faith to believe the goodness of God and to walk out the goodness of God. God wants, God wants you to be well. God wants you to be well. See, that word salvation, it actually means, it's soterior. It means healing, preservation, Safety, benefit, to do well. Come on, security. So God is saying, I want you to have all this. This is the reason why Jesus came so that you can have all these things. Amen? So God is good and God is for me. Praise the Lord. Now let's take a look here at Psalms 119. Psalms 119. I know we're looking at, a, uh, looking at a few scriptures here. But what God is, he wants to drive home this one fact to us today. When we leave here today, he wants us to know this, that he is good. 
so that your faith will never be shaken in, in this one thing. See, when, when you know for a fact, I mean, no, excuse me, not a fact, when you know as the truth that God is good, no matter what happens, you will not be shaken. So if a tornado comes and it tears down the city, we know it wasn't God. See, the enemy, he is a deceiver. And what he wants to do is to make you think that it was God. So what do they call tornadoes and floods and monsoons and things like that? They call them acts of God. That is not an act of God. That's a lie. Because my God is good. Amen? He tells us over and over that he's good. Matter of fact, see, the enemy always wants to pervert everything that God says and does. What does he want to do? Remember the whole purpose for the rainbow? What the good God was saying this. He's saying that I will not destroy the earth again and I'm going to give you a sign so that you can know that I will keep my promise. And then the enemy takes it and perverts it to make it try to think something else. But no, the truth is this. Every time you see that rainbow, what you should be thinking is a good God keeps his good promise. Amen? A good God keeps his good promise. So if he will keep a promise to Noah, to man, think about how long it's been since, since that happened. And you still got that rainbow. That promise that God has to you, that thing that he said to you, he has not forgotten about it. He has not given up on it. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes there's other people involved. And you know, okay, let me ask you this. Has God ever told you to do something and you weren't quick to do it? Has that ever happened? Well, sometimes that's, that's what you get. You know what I mean? So, so other people aren't moving as fast as they should, but God is patient. And we can hold on to this one thing that God will do what he says. God is good and God is for you. I want to say this, God is good and God is for you. God is good and God is for you. You say it, say God is good and God is for me. Okay, so Psalms 119. And it says in 64. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercies. Teach me thy statutes. Think about that. The earth is full of his mercy. Is that not good? Because remember, mercy, what it is, is you don't get what you deserve. A lot of people say, well, I deserve this. No, you don't want to get on the side where you talk about where, what I deserve and what I don't deserve. <laughs> you, you, because we don't deserve to be children of the most high God but yet he was merciful we don't ever want to be on the side where I deserve no no Lord I thank you for your mercy Lord I thank you for your goodness Lord I thank you that you want to do me good all the days of my life so then it says teach me thy statutes what we could say is this understanding that God is good we could say teach me your good statutes amen all right. Thou has dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. 
Oh, so you have done well, a good God has done well, oh Lord, according to your good word. Can you see that there? He's a God who has a word for you. He has good words for you. It says, teach me thy judgment and thy knowledge, for I believe in thy commandments. Teach me good judgment. Well, why would he say, teach me good judgment? Because there's only one who can teach you good judgment because he's the only one who is good. See, God is not working with the devil. No matter what anyone has ever told you this, God is not working with the devil. Because remember, it says, God is light and in him is no darkness. And darkness is evil. So, so that means that they, they don't hang out. God is saying they're hanging out. God is saying, hey, Satan, can you go, can you go whip on one of my children here so, that, uh, so I can teach him a lesson? Come on, man. That's like a parent saying, hey, I'm going to loose this pig bull on my child so that they can learn something. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Come on, it takes, it takes a wicked person to come up with something like that. It takes a wicked person, who is that, Satan, to come up with some craziness like that. God is not using the devil to teach you something. If God wants to teach you something, he gives you his word. He gives you his word, he gives you his spirit. Come on, come on. God is, he is not working with the enemy. So any area that is not working right in your life, that, it, it, no, it ain't supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be that way because a good God paid a good price for you. Come on, what's the good price he prayed? He prayed the blood of Jesus. A good God paid a good price for you so that you would not just be redeemed, but that you would have all his goodness. A good God. Woo. Come on, God is good and God is for me. Now look at this. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. See, one of the reasons why people get in trouble is because they went astray. And then people want to blame it on God, but that's not true. See, the Bible tells us that we don't want to let the word of God slip. Meaning that we're doing things and then all of a sudden we're saying, well, okay, I got that, so I don't need to do that. And what I mean by that? Confessing God's word over your life. Well, why is confession big? See, because confession is reassuring. Okay, I'll say it this way. Remember we talked about giving Jesus something to work with? We have to give Jesus something to work with. So that's what we do. We wake up in the morning and we begin to decree over our life what God said about us. We're giving Jesus something to work with. We begin to say like, I am the healed and not the sick. You know, talking about having on, you know, taking uh, the breastplate of righteousness, having on the, the helmet of salvation, you know, having our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, talking about having our great big shield of faith, talking about putting on the armor of God, when we, when, when we say that God is ordering our steps, that we begin to declare what, what the word of God says about our life. And what happens is now God is able to move as a result of us declaring a thing. Remember, a good God creates. And we as his children are to create as well. Amen? 
God is good. God is good. And God is for you. There is no part of God that's bad. There's no part of God looking to do you bad. There's no part of God, even if you're bad, that he won't come and help you. God is good and God is for you. God is protecting you when you don't even know it. God is watching over you when you don't even know it. God is surrounding you when you don't even know it. God is good and God is for you. Say, God is good and God is for me. And know this, whatever the situation is, God is so good, he can turn it around. Amen? Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faithful Life Austin Podcast.